Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. And now, it's time for the Bleed Los Podcast with your hosts Alonso and Juan. And Alicia Del Valle. With the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger. And we're live in the Carnazada, as it says literally right there, live in the Carnazada. <laughs> it's your boys Alonso and Juan with the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger. And also, Alicia Del Valle, uh, we're joining you live. Uh, ahead of the series with the New York Metropolitans. Uh, real quick, this episode of the Bleed Los podcast is presented by our friends at Bet Online. They are and continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, sports developments, including this year's basketball championship finals, that's the NBA, NHL, hockey conference finals, Major League Baseball, obviously, and the latest fighting news and even next season's early futures. Super easy to join Head to their website, which is down here on the little ticker thing where my name is. It's betonline.ag from your phone, computer, wherever you're at. And uh, if you join, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit if you use our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V. Do it. Go get on it. Bet online where the game starts. Huge shout out to them. So let's start with the good one before we get to your favorite segment, the bad. The Dodgers sweat <laughs> the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh Decidedly, I think, aside from that game on Saturday, it was it was a pretty one-sided series. Um, and and they went into Phoenix and did the damn thing. What what was your takeaway from that? My takeaway is that the Dodgers have beaten the Diamondbacks now eight games in a row. And that is very difficult, as we are gonna discuss later on when we discuss the bad. I, I mean, every, every you know, there's that saying there. Every team has a you know has a, every dog has its day. You know, every once in a while. So to win eight games in a row, not just eight games in a row, but two four game series, uh, you you have to give them credit. Now I know that's probably uh, aside from that, the only other positive thing that we could probably talk about is how Mookie Betts is just completely on a tear. Yeah. We could also talk about the Catman, how the Catman all of a sudden just started pitching a, a, as a, like a Cy Young Award winner. And and I have to give credit to the man who deserves this because he sacrificed himself to save the Catman. And that's our own producer, Babyface. Because <laughs> if Babyface wouldn't have gone through on this, does he want to be a man or a cat challenge Gonsolin the way he did? I don't know if Tony Gonsolin would be pitching as well as he's pitching right now. Thank you now, for recognizing that, Juan. <laughs> the, I appreciate uh, everything that you do, Babyface. You really are a Dodger fan. You are a true Dodger fan. I mean, the upside is is Tony Gonsolin clearly listened to the show. So, I mean, that's a win. I mean, I'll take that. That could be a complete lie, and I'm lying to myself, but I just want to give up props where props are due because Roger did do that. Uh, Alicia, what was your takeaway from, uh, from that D-back series? Well, when we were discussing our predictions, I said, you know, the Dodgers are going to do what they're supposed to do. And I was half right um, <laughs> with Arizona. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, again, Mookie on a tear. Our top 
Our first three at-batters are just doing what they do so well. Again, Trey Turner, underrated. I'm, I'm seeing he's getting a little more love. Obviously, they were listening to our show as well. Um, I, I still think, you know, it would have been nice to get at least one from that next series, but we can talk about that next. Uh, Babyface, are you going to jump in on Orlando? And real quick, before we forget, uh, the Catman is guess when his next start is, Roger. Tonight, right? Yeah. So, uh, so you, if, if, uh, this is what I'm curious of. If he doesn't have a good outing, are you gonna are you gonna automatically disown the cat? Well, that's what I'm scared of. I mean, we got Catman, <laughs> we got Catman, and we have Anderson both going in this series against the Mets. So yeah. they've been pitching like lights out, and you know, kind of something is kind of like lurking. Like uh, one of these guys is probably not gonna have a good start, or maybe both. You know, that's what I'm scared of in this series coming up. But we'll, we'll get to that later. Fair. Uh, as we look ahead past the D-backs, uh, Juan's favorite segment's incoming, so let's get ready for the pain. Uh, they got swept by the Pittsburgh Pirates. If there's one upside to this Pittsburgh Pirates series, they don't have to play the Pittsburgh Pirates again until 2023, uh, at least in the regular season, assuming they don't have to make the postseason. Unless the Pirates win the East. Well, that's what I'm saying. Unless they make the postseason, they, they won't face them again. And they are I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, you guys forget they could make it as a wild card. It's true. What ha- what happened to the Nationals the year that they beat us? They had a very slow start, and then they went on a tear for around this time. It started around this time, and they went on a tear for the rest of the year, and they made it to the playoffs in a wild card. And then what happened? We got we got beat by two pitchers, Scherzer and Strasburg. Now the Pittsburgh Pirates don't have pitchers like Scherzer and Strasburg, but don't tell the Dodgers that because they had pitchers in this series that were pitching very well. No, 100%. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, the Pittsburgh Pirates are still a major league baseball team. So it doesn't change. I mean, there isn't any expectations there, right? I mean, hell, they just DFA'd Cole Tucker. I mean, that guy was supposed to be the the, the lightning in a bottle for them however long ago, and now he's been DFA'd. So you know, they're out there, I assume, playing like, hey, they don't have to worry about anything. So they're having fun, right? Let's be 100% honest, though. They played yeah. the Dodgers hard that entire yes. series. Yeah. Hey, so, before you go there, Alonso, let's sure. get a quick uh, Vanessa Hudgens update from Babyface yes. because I know he, he wanted to drop, drop that. Do we know how Vanessa is taking uh, the Cole Tucker news? I do not, but I know she's probably happy that they get to spend a little bit more time. And I'm assuming they're probably both out here in LA. So probably happy. They were probably at the game the last couple of days. So you know, and, and there you have it. Our entertainment report, thanks to Babyface. Appreciate that. Yeah, sources close to the situation that our sources say that they may probably be okay. Uh, that's from Babyface himself. Uh, at the end of the day, dude. I mean, yesterday's loss. Yeah, but I mean, the, the you know they played the Dodgers hard, bro. Like at the end of the day, like you can't even hang your head about it. Because the Dodgers were just trying to do whatever they could, and let's just be frank, they were simply outplayed. That's and that's no knock even on the Dodgers, because even the Dodgers themselves said that they they right. basically got outplayed. Well, so well Alicia had a theory. Alicia, sure. uh, share your theory that you told me. Well, my theory is what I've said before. I believe how teams get up for the Dodgers, and the yeah. Dodgers don't get up for teams that are less than average. I mean, 
did the Pirates, they're still not at 500, right? What are they, like 18 uh, They 20... are 22 and 27. 22, oh, the 22 because they beat the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at her. Look at her laugh at the Dodgers. No, I, I wasn't talking about that theory, Alicia. I was talking to you about the other one that you had said about how you think they're tired. They're tired. That was a brutal and a long road trip, and it they was. did well. Let's give props where – Props are deserved. They won all of the series. They did what they were supposed to do. And so I'm sorry, it wasn't like the Mets came in first because you can even tell by the way the media and the local sports guys, they're already looking towards the Mets coming in and not paying attention to Pittsburgh. Not really, even though the Dodgers lost to them as well in Pittsburgh. So I'm just saying you add up being super tired, a long series, and they have to go straight to um, playing a team that is going to get up and make their whole season to beat the Dodgers, right? So, well, and I mean, it's be all right. <laughs> again, it's a long road trip. They started the season late. That's going to catch up to you. They had the one rain out, right? And then that ended up adding a day of, of games. And then you throw travel in there. Of course, they're tired. But yeah, I mean, you're human. You're tired. I mean, is Freddie Freeman a machine? Sure. But you can only be a machine for so long. Babyface, what was the final number? They played 30, they're playing 31 games in 30 days. 30 days, 30. Right? Because Monday is their is their next off day. So yeah. it, it has to take a it has to factor in. I, I don't think that you can sit there and say that is the reason why they got swept because I think right. Alonso hit it on the head. You have to give credit. The Pirates defensively were making plays that the Dodgers were not making. I, I mean, Hayes was great at third base. To me, the one I'm still scratching my head about was uh, yesterday was when he got thrown out at the plate. Why did they send him home? That ball was not hit deep into center field. Reynolds had a pretty short throw to make. And then I got to ask you guys this. Was that not blaking, uh, blocking the plate? I thought you couldn't do that anymore. I thought you. I thought it was blocking, but I, and I don't even think you could challenge it as the problem. No, because they had already used their challenge before yeah. on a play that I don't know why they were challenged. To me, they challenged that out of desperation. Oh, 100%. They, they were trying to do something to spark the team, but and, uh, we can get into challenges later. But to me, I was like, wait, he clearly had the ball. Don't you have to give? Isn't the rule, the new rule says you have to give the runner a path to the uh, to the plate? Yeah, no, it, you have to have a clear. If, if I'm not mistaken, I think the word verbiage is the clear path to the plate. So, if in my opinion, that was a block. But I mean, again, you know, they, they were trying to make something happen, like you said, with that challenge. And here we are. You know, they got swept. And I mean, they just got they simply outplayed, man. And I mean, granted, some of yeah. the plays didn't go their way, but either way, it, it, it was out of desperation, like you said, one. Well, yeah, I mean, there was that other play where Kevin Pilar hit a ball that went like 108 miles per hour. It went off of the shortstop's glove and it went to the second baseman. Now, granted, Pilar had stopped running because he thought the ball was going into the outfield and he ended up getting thrown out in first at first base. Now, people sit there and go, well, what's the big deal about that, Juan? That happens. Well, the next hitter hit a home run and the Dodgers lost that game by one run. Yeah. So I, it's just little things like that where it seems the whole series against the Pirates, things went wrong for the Dodgers, and they went right for the Pirates. And guess what? That stuff happens. It's baseball. 
Plus, the Pirates hit about 10 home runs, and I can't name one of them. One of the guys that hit, that hit him. <laughs> well, you're the one that tells me it's the dead ball. Why is it a dead ball? And yet everyone on the Pirate, everybody, like, remember when the Phillies came? The bottom yeah. line is, is as long as we don't play anyone from Pennsylvania, I you're feel good. pretty confident. So. <laughs> yeah, you're good. We lost the season series to the Phillies of Philadelphia, and yeah. we lost the season series to the Pirates of Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania is – no friend to California. Blacklisted. Canceled. <laughs> can I can uh -huh. I um really quickly I want to say hello to uh, our viewers that are joining us because we're trying to, you know, establish this live. Thank you to David Fernandez, who sounds like he wants to be part of the show. Uh it was the right call to send him home. The problem was Lux looked back at the ball and kind of hesitated. Thank you for I, your take, David. David, <laughs> I have to give you credit for that. You are right. Lux was looking at him the whole time he was running to home plate. I still, to me, that 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 ball wasn't hit deep enough to set uh, to send Lux. But you do have a. I, I want to give you credit for that point. Lux was looking at him, and I think that might have slowed him down. And uh, to all you that are joining us on the live, chime in. We want to hear from you if you if just like David just did, or even about the Mets or about Walker Beeler or about whatever. Chime in. And the reason I bring up Walker Beeler, poor Walker Beeler, just getting grilled. I mean, the poor glove, he tossed that thing like it was a heater, too. That just cannot catch a break no matter what he does. But again, I it to me, it's one of those things too where sometimes that's just baseball. It is what it is, right? You know, walk we all know how good Walker is. I don't even think it's it's just one of those funks, right? It is what it is, but it, it's just, as Juan jokingly said last night in her group text, it's dark times. <laughs> well, not, not only that, and I'm going to, since it's dark times, I want to throw this over to Princess Del Valle because she's the one that it brings us hope. But here's the thing. To me, it seems, especially if you follow Dodger fans on Twitter, every time the Dodgers lose a game, we have to find somebody that we can point the finger at and we have to burn them at the stake. I, I mean, it is like the Salem witch hunt around here. I mean, I I saw stuff like we need to send Walker Bueller down. Yes. Julio Diaz is horrible. Right. You know, I, I saw stuff. like It seems like every week we have to find somebody that we can say, he's the reason why the Dodgers lost and we need to get him out of there. I get it. Craig Kimbrell has not been pitching well his yeah. last few appearances. How much does that have to play with the fact that he is not being used regularly? Has that caught up with him? I, I mean, look, Kimbrell and Kenley Jansen blew a save on the same night. So for spare me when everybody starts saying bring back Jansen, it, it's just like, look, these things happen. Baseball, it, it's a long season. But Alicia, were you not seeing the same thing where everybody was just like, like destroying Walker Bueller and destroying Julio? Okay, so yes and yes. And I love that you pointed out some of the more valid reasons that maybe Kimbrell hasn't delivered what he was brought here to do. However, the, the amount of panic, the amount of fans that are ready to just, you know, jump off a bridge, it's like, yo, it is May. We just ended May, rather. The rest of the team, aside from this Pirate series, I mean, we just came off that long road trip we just talked about. But no, how quickly we forget, right? Um, maybe this is a good segment. We should call it Dark Days. I was at the game two nights ago. And yes, 
we lost. It was Urias's bobblehead night. He did not have a good start. In fact, I felt like all of the games started really bad, right? We were in a hole right away. But the fact that it was his night and there were so many Mexicanos and Chicanos and Latinos excited, they drank harder because it was like going downhill <laughs> faster. And I heard things about Orias and, you know, he needs um, more chilaquiles and he's too skinny. And then they were going off on Walker Bueller's pants being too tight and he should never have gotten married. And why is he throwing tantrums now? I mean, I'm just what, listening, just listening to the fans, like to our own players. Well, you know, it's so funny. You mentioned the Walker Bueller thing. If Walker Bueller doesn't do that, throw his glove or throw a tantrum, Fans will say he doesn't care. Yep. Walker, yep. He, he doesn't care about. So now yeah. when he does do that, I mean, yeah, okay, he didn't beat up a, wa a water cooler the way uh, good old Pasquale Perez did back in the day. But I, I, I mean, it's it's just, look, I mean, do you guys like baseball? Do you like watching baseball? I mean, I get it, dude. It sucks. They lost three games to the Pirates. I get that a lot of people think they shouldn't be losing three games to the Pirates. But like Alonzo said, that's a major league baseball team out there. I told Babyface this. So what? The Pirates are supposed to lay down for us because they're the Dodgers? Yeah. No. The Pirates are going to go out there and play just as hard. Now, look, I'm not saying – I'm not going to question the Dodgers' effort. I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, you know, the Dodgers just weren't trying because those guys are professional athletes. They were trying. Things just didn't go their way. And, and and it happens. And I mean, that's the way it is. But this whole mentality of we just got to, you know, these guys suck, send them down. When, let me remind everyone, the Dodgers are still in first place. Yep. Yes. And they have a three-game lead. It's not a, a one-game lead. It's not a half. They have a three-game lead. If I would have not known anything about baseball and just looked at Twitter, I would have thought that on June 1st, the Dodgers were eliminated from playoff right. contention in 2022. And guess what? That sucks. That absolutely sucks that June 1st, my team is already eliminated. Like I'm the Colorado Rockies or something. How many, how many times have we said on this show that Dodger fans are spoiled? How many times? Yep. And, and when it comes to the sky's falling stuff, we, we have, I mean, I've even nitpicked, I'm guilty of it. But at the end of the day, if that's all you can do is nitpick, I'm cool with that. That means you're good. Like, you know, like it's one thing, like obviously different sport, the Lakers, right? All that criticism, I feel like was completely fair because they, that roster should have done more. And obviously they, I mean, they didn't even make the postseason, right? So that's fair. This Dodgers team is on pace to win over a hundred games. Yeah, They're obviously going to make it to the postseason. They're a favorite to win the, the world series championship. There's a lot of guys hurt, you know, unfortunately today mentioning Kevin Pillar, Kevin Pillar has a fractured shoulder. So, I mean, you know, that uh, big uh, uh, ups to Kevin Pillar, get, get better soon, man. But yeah. especially because he be, just... Before we, Alonzo, before we go yeah. away from, from uh, Pilar, I think uh, uh, Babyface has a theory as to what happened to Pilar. Right, Babyface? Oh, what is the theory? Do you want to share the theory? Um, theory on how he got hurt? Or why, why, he got hurt? Why, why did he get hurt? Oh, Sometimes there's like a jinx when they go on certain shows. And, like who? Like who show? Like who show? I don't know. The only show I saw him on was that face show. So I don't know. Yeah. 
And, and Edwin Rios came on our show and he hit a and, home run. So that's yeah, all, yeah. all we're Yeah, Edwin Rios came on and he like, yeah, he like had a couple home runs over the last couple of days. So um, I, 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 uh, uh, my apologies, Alonzo. I totally derailed the show just to give him his moment. So. And, and and that moment was a crash. It was a, it was a, a phenomenal <laughs> car accident. We have to exchange insurance information now. Uh, and also, by the way, uh, for Kevin Bolar going on to the IL, uh, Zach McKinstry was called back up from Oklahoma City. Uh, speedy recovery to Kevin Pilar because that absolutely sucks because he was so stoked to be up here with this club. He talked yeah. about it, grew up in L.A., all that stuff, and uh, and just fractured his shoulder. That absolutely sucks. Um, but, I mean, either way, if we have to nitpick, like, I'm cool with nitpicking, but at the same time, like, don't sit here and say that they like they don't care, that whatever, right, yeah. that they're playing lagsadaisical, because at the end of the day, this team is still stacked. I mean, Alicia said it at the top of the show. The, the top, I mean, Edwin Rios even said it. That top of the lineup is preposterous. Mm-hmm. And if as long as they're doing what they need to do, and then oh yeah, they also have currently who I think is the best player in baseball right now, Mookie Betts. So yeah. it's I mean, at the end of the day, they're gonna figure it out. Like as Juan has said, I've said it, Alicia said it, they're professionals. So uh no pasa nada, no pasa nada. I mean, unfortunately, algo le pasó a Kevin Pilar, but I mean that's one of those you can't control that, right? Um, but either way, will break your heart. Yes. Can I just say that maybe my, my theory is people are so heartbroken. They love the Dodgers so much. You know, we go to games, we listen and watch daily. It's a long season and not just for the players, for the fans as well. So maybe they just want to commiserate with one another and hopefully they just blow off steam and they don't really mean the mean things they're saying. No, no, I, I mean, it, I it could. Like, Pollyanna, Paula Abdul. <laughs> you are you are the Paula Abdul of this show, though. If we're being completely <laughs> transparent, you are the hopeful. Uh, what did you call her, Juan? The hopeful what? She brings hope to the show. She's uh, <laughs> well. She's, she's like Princess Leia, you know. She's you know she's in an R two unit bringing us hope. I thought Roger was the hopeful one here, though. <laughs> well, that's what Alicia says. I mean, I I, I beg to differ with that, but look. I, we need hope because tonight we start a four game set against the New York Metropolitans. And that's, uh, that got, to, that has me really, really nervous. I mean, to have the Mets come into town. And... All right. You, you guys hear that, right? It sounds like somebody opened the gate. This is why you have to watch the Canessa out of the live because you never know who's going to stop by. What a shitty subwoofer, by the way. Let me let me check the door. Hold on. All right. I'll be right back. Senoras and senores, look who is joining us here on the Carne Asada. This is why you have to watch the show because you never know who's going to show up. Joining us, the host of Unfiltered with Casey Stern and a Mets fan, Casey Stern. Casey, thanks for coming on the show. At least you started out with the good part before you said I was a Mets fan. By the way, I'll also <laughs> add into my bio, I used to hand out a lot of carne asada as out by your way as a waiter for a couple of years at Marrick's Tex-Mex uh, out there uh, on PCH. So if that still exists, hi to you know, all four people who remember me with chicken fajitas. So hi, everyone. Uh, oh, we, here. We're definitely going to get into that. And I just want to let people know that Casey will only play basketball in the seven feet and under league. Yes. So for all you... <laughs> 
for all you six feet and under guys, Casey is above your level. Okay. Yeah. I only play by my. Well, that's why I always Alicia. I only play by myself because when you miss when you miss shots, then you get to like grab a back or a hamstring when you're in your forties and like look and see if the neighbor's noticing you because that's the only reason you miss. You don't have to worry about Sydney Carter. Do you pad your stats? Is that what it is? You're a rebound guy. Is that what you're going? I I always make sure that the one shot I make is the last one I take, and then I just you know drop the mic, walk off stage. Yeah. All right, Casey. I, I, because the Mets are in the Metropolitans, yeah. we have to get into it. So, it. first of all, what made you a Metropolitan fan, and how long have you been a Metropolitan fan? Idiocy, and <laughs> si- literally clear idiocy since I'm five, probably. So my my whole family are Yankee fans, except for me. Okay, I, I was named after Casey Stengel. Um, to make a long story short, my so my. My grandfather, who was sick at the time, they weren't sure what to name me. They handed me over to him, and, and I tried to jump out of his arms. And he said I was rambunctious like Casey Stengel, but not the Mets manager, like Joe Torre, the Mets manager, for example. We're talking about the Yankees. So as a kid, I think it was a combination of my, my parents, because I lived in Long Island, didn't want to drive and take the train all the way to the Bronx. So it was, it was easier to get to. And I wanted to rebel and root for the underdog. And I really wish I can go back and, and channel back in time and change that decision because of the therapy it's cost me over the last <laughs> 40 years. Wow, you really do sound like a Mets fan. Yeah. So let, let, let me ask you this. Because you're from Long Island, it, it really is about geography, right? If you're from a certain part of town, you are going to be destined to be a Mets fan, right? Another yes. part of town, you're destined to be a Yankees fan. That's how it works right there in New York, yes. right? Yes, and normally Mets fans, so it's like an Ets thing because normally Mets fans are Jets fans because they, they practice on Long Island even though they and the Giants are both in Jersey. I wasn't that dumb, luckily. So on the spectrum of dumb, I only fit in the Mets category. But I, I've never left them. I mean, you know, look, it's one of these things where – if you're a fan of a team like the Yankees, they win all the time. There's no joy in that because it's like being a coach of a great team. Like Phil Jackson, he didn't do anything right with the the Bulls, right? Like you don't get coach of the year when you have a great – Dave Roberts, I love Doc, right? You're not going to get credit. You're only going to get like a field goal kicker. We'll only talk to you when you make a mistake. Yankee fans are getting yelled at all the time because you buy everyone. As a Met fan, everyone sympathizes and makes fun of you. So there's nowhere to go but up. It actually makes it easier that way. And because group therapy is so important, I feel like being in a stadium, there's nothing like being like in the stalls of like a seventh inning of a Met game that you know they're going to collapse and listening to just what people are saying and how it's going to happen. But this year, maybe not this year, maybe not this year. uh, All right. That leads me in. My my producer and I have differing opinions on this, okay? Okay. So I'm very curious to hear your answer on this. I think the Metropolitans are for real. Okay, my uh, producer babyface isn't completely convinced. So I hear it from the source. Okay, the fan is the one who's going to tell me the truth. Are the Mets for real? First of all, no fan, no fans will tell you. Let me tell you something. Covering so many years ago, I covered the Red Sox, and I was there covering them daily in their '04 run that they made. And I could tell you, being there when Johnny Damon hit the grand slam to make it ten to three, it was over. Like they're about to win the core four. I mean, it's 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 goodbye, right? They still, you're not allowed to speak. Like, don't talk. Like, you can't high five. So, but I think because of the Buck Showalter aspect of it, it's different. And 
There's a lot to that. I mean, in cover, I've covered the game 20 years, and there are a lot of overrated things about coaches and managers. But the biggest part that's not, and it's kind of not hard to understand, it's a long season. You want somebody who kind of gets you as an athlete, right? Leo Mazzoni said to me many years ago, biggest thing about coaching in the big leagues, know where to blow smoke and when to light fire, right? When you get coaches who scream all the time, wear out their welcome, right? When you get guys who don't get credibility, the player's thinking what you and I are thinking. Why are you the hitting coach who had four home runs in your career telling me who just drove in 120 what to do? Buck Showalter, even though he hasn't won a World Series, has the street cred. And after the Mickey Calloway scenario and all the Mets disasters of the last number of years, I feel like he's kind of settled that. You know, we talk about the ownership, right? But Max Scherzer, right? Well, of course, the money's a huge reason. But Buck Showalter was mentioned often as, as a reason. And if you look at the way he's handled things, even with the injuries, Buck's got a weird sense of humor, kind of like plays it off, but he takes and buffers away from the players. So, and in New York and in LA, you know this, I mean, and more for the Lakers for me than the Dodgers live in there, but you need some of that. You need some of that levity. So I really think that one of the reasons I believe that it's different is because Buck's brought a different aura than they've had in, in a, forever, really, in a long time. Alicia, go ahead. Yeah, so... That's the key phrase for me is a long season. And yeah. I, I do love, you know, if I had to rank the New York teams, I mean, I feel like the Rangers are getting more love than anybody right now in New York, but the Mets have become the darlings. So congratulations. You're Even welcome. And be careful because I'm an Islander fan. So I thought we were going to be friends. Uh -oh. so it's not going to go well. Go ahead. But I want to hear about is Rangers and, and the Mets have now become – a thing you know yes there's an east coast bias i'm not going to argue with it there, there is, is there I, is of course right? okay. it's because of money it, it's not be and because of time right it's not I the, mean, the bedtime reality. the bedtime yeah, <laughs> yeah. but still i mean it is kind of frustrating when the dodgers are doing what they're doing with this magical season mookie bets doing Mookie things freddie freeman again just i could go on and on how stacked the dodgers are to get a blurb on nightly news or even morning sports news. It's like an afterthought. Mets haven't won anything yet. And I'm excited for you guys. I am because I like Mets fans way more than I like Yankee. Fans it sounds, like, it sounds like you tell me, uh, it sounds like I'm, I'm being backhanded, complimented and placated. <laughs> I'm really bad with this stuff, but I'm just saying it's like, okay, so no, I, I moved I really in the, let me just give you an idea, Alicia. So I'm from New York, so you could be straight with me. I moved in the South a few years ago, and it took me about five minutes to realize that bless it means you're an idiot, and I just don't want to say it to you. Go ahead. Bless it hard. Yeah. Oh, bless yes, it yeah, hard. I mean, really, yeah. just tell me I'm an idiot. I can understand that, actually. No, no, no. Yeah. No, uh, this is actually probably me being the diehard, like very loyal Dodgers fans and also working in an industry where you see the bias and it's, it's a little frustrating. So for the Mets to come along and all of a sudden it's like, like the second coming and, and, and I'm like, and again, I'm excited for you. I'm going to put it <sighs> on it. paper that I am a bigger fan of Mets fans than Yankees fans. I've been to games in all the stadiums. And uh, what was it, that seven train? Um, yep. I just forgot today that one. that was enough. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I love that experience, seeing the Dodgers play there. And so, again, I'm not berating. No, I, don't, I don't think you are. I don't think you are. Can I sell you on, on part of why that happens, though, right? It goes back to what I say about, like, coaches. Like, no – 
give you an example, right? And I'll use West Coast as an example. Okay, 2010, Bud Black was the coach of the year. The Padres were in first place for most of the season. Okay. They played the Giants six times in the last two weeks. The Giants win the division, and then they go knock off the Phillies and surprise them and win the World Series, the first of three that they won. But in the season, because the Padres weren't supposed to do anything, Bud Black got the credit. Everybody gets bored with what they're used to seeing. It's like waiting at Cinderella's Castle for that stupid thing that happens at 9 o'clock at night. It's like, what am I doing here? Right at Disney all the time, right? Because you know it. I think you wait until the playoffs for the Dodgers nationally because look at the team you have. I mean, you should win the World Series. That's what sucks going back to what I was saying. That's being a Yankee fan. Like, I'm not, I don't care from where I stand, but the one thing I will always apologize for them, Yankee fans have to apologize for themselves all the time. Like, they have to explain why it's okay they're fans because they spend all the money and they have all the players. I think that you're being treated like the Yankees. Is that fair? I mean, absolutely. Right? You're being punished for being as great as you are. You're being punished for being as great as you are. Okay. Well, I can live with that. See? See? (laughs) See what we did there? Well, here's here, here's the thing that scares me though uh, about the Mets, and it you tell me. Uh, you have Scherzer and Degrom are down right now, but I feel that the Mets probably have the farm system where they can make a trade to get a starter down the line. The Dodgers are going to have to compete with the Mets to try to get pitching, and uh, the way you guys are playing, I mean, you guys are running away with the division right now. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what scares me. And that's the big, honestly, well, that's the biggest key because when you got a nine or whatever it is, eight and a half, nine game lead already, it's, it allows you to coast until those two guys are healthy. End of the day, and I'm not, not to bring up a bad memory, but in covering it, two players, Juan Soto is amazing and he had a couple of big home runs, but Scherzer and Strasburg knocked you out in a five game series yeah. and beat you on your, in your yard, right? In game five. Okay. Yeah. It, one came out of the bullpen, one start, two pitchers. Okay. That's how it goes. Two pitchers beat the Astros, Scherzer and Strasburg, right? Winning those four games. If you're the Mets, that's the way you look at it. July 15, August 1, who cares? Whatever's long enough, right? But not too long to get those two guys ready. Because if I tell you we're in a series, do you care who's in my lineup, really? If I tell you it's DeGrom and Scherzer, because in a five games or a seven game set, you're in a lot of trouble. I think for the Mets, we can't answer their questions. The Dodgers are a better team. They're more deep. They've got more options, right? And different things to work with. The Mets are going to come down to what you just said because they've got a lineup that has some speed. They've got, they can hit for sure. Alonzo, and I love Peter. Peter, Peter Alonzo. He's tough he's not a- to like as a human, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's coming down to those two guys. If those two guys are healthy, the whole league better be careful, right? If they're not healthy the Mets aren't going to win. I, I mean, I hate to say for all the openers and all the BS we talk about with this sport, starting pitching in the postseason is still what it's about. It still comes down to what Urias did, right? And yeah. to have a guy like when he came out of the bullpen doing it for those three innings, the Walker Bueller starts, right? At the end of the day, it's still like it was when we were starting pitching. It's going to come down to those two guys and their health for sure. So, so are those injuries to DeGrom and Scherzer, are they concerning? Or do you think there's enough time in, in the season for them to get over that? I'm a Met fan. When they have a hangnail, I get <laughs> their cuticle is in trouble. I'm in trouble. Like when you're a Met fan, you literally it's like in the movie Groundhog Day when he walks into the puddles and says it's a doozy. That's every day. Like when Max Scherzer got hurt, I was surprised it took so long. Like for it was, you know, it's like, that's what it's like. I mean, unfortunately, but I think, you know, the other part of it is in the past, the Mets 
everything's from top down, right? Like look at the Dodgers, right? When Stan came in in that group and, and the amount of G, they have like eight GMs like in the room, right? Right. And they get Doc. It's all top down with any company. Steve Cohen has, it's been a different scenario. They they act differently. Like they don't do Met things. There's no sex toys. Mr. <laughs> Met's not given the finger. Like, you know, the manager doesn't come out and apologize eight times because the first seven were wrong on Twitter. Like it's a different scenario. <laughs> so I'm trusting, right, that they will handle the injuries the right way. Because end of the day, you guys know this as well as I do. You could say like you timetables. I only care about the timetable that doesn't have you coming back too soon. Because right. that's when that's when it's no good. So Absolutely. that's where the lead helps for sure. Go ahead, Alicia. I'm just the injury talk. You're making me nervous. Um, well, I'm not. I'm not trying to. You, should, you know, at least you're getting attention. I mean, the Dodgers. No one talks about them. Really, I feel terrible for you. <laughs> well, again, my bias is not like I think they should be, but again, I come from a biased place. That's okay. Um, so every morning I read up, you know, blah, 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 like all of us. And MLB has started their polling for um, major, uh, I'm sorry, for MVP players. Okay. And in the National League, Mookie Betts is number one with the most first place votes. No surprise there. Again, he had an yeah. exceptional May and it's a long season. But your guy is in there, Pete Alonzo. So I just, I was going to ask you about him, but before you went on on pitching, now I feel like, I don't know, like you you should probably say some nice things about Pete Alonso while you have a chance because all you care about is pitching. Well, for, well pitching is what wins. <laughs> the end of the, hey, look, it's like you, you can't win in the NFL if you can't stop somebody from scoring eventually, right? Right. Right. right? In the NBA, Mike D'Antoni try, is still going to get eight more jobs while we're all alive, God bless, where he's going to try and prove you can only hit threes. Like you can't – it doesn't work. That you got to pitch, it, you know, regardless of your hitting. But the thing about Alonso – that I love is that he's really, he's always had the, I mean, his power is, is ungodly. It's massive, right? But he's gotten better defensively. He's gotten better as a hitter and he cares. I mean, we're talking about a guy who, you know, you can't manufacture good character people. Mookie Betts example in a world series walked outside after a game two and fed homeless people who were outside, outside Fenway park. Wasn't looking for attention. Nobody even knew he got caught. That's a dude, right? That's a real guy. Pete Alonzo, when he's crying on first base when he broke the record, and you know he he's making for 9-11, he, so he had asked before the season, everyone's shoe size. This was two years ago. Nobody knew why. He had specially made shoes for 9-11 for everyone on the team. Like He's like a good dude, so I root for him, but he's worked so hard to become a better player, and I think the biggest thing, last thing, is nobody can do it on their own. You know, the Dodgers have had a lot of lineups where they haven't been able to trust more than now you have depth all across the board, but you faced, I'll use the Padres. How many years of the Padres? It was like Adrian Gonzalez and like a bunch of other people, Paul Goldschmidt on Arizona, how many years? And then a bunch of other guys, right? <laughs> Alonzo's got Lindor playing better, right? Starling Marte has been a huge addition for them. McNeil is acting like the all-star player he was a couple of years ago. So I think it's like anything else. It's, it's pressure. We've all, I mean, I know this being somebody who's hosted alone. I mean, you know, and you have a co-host you know, who showed up late, so we'll dock him, you know, some pay. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, when you're sitting there by yourself, right, it's, it's different. It's like anything else. I think the pressure's off a little bit for him. Okay. I think that's been the difference. I don't know. I'm, I am his shrink, so I will tell you <laughs> this is the case. All right. We're, we're, we're going to need to wrap up pretty soon. But, Casey, I, 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 can't, I can't let you go without asking you two things. Okay. 
the let up I, headphones, right? I, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know if you're you you might be too young, but those okay. eighty six Mets, those oh, uh, yeah. the the oh, yeah. late eighties Mets. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you remember them at oh, all? Oh, very well, very well. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. I was nine, who, 10, 11 during all that. Yeah. Who was your favorite player on that team? Uh, Lenny Dykstra. Which oh, doesn't you're... sound as good now because he's had kind of a strange <laughs> ride since then. Um, but I love the way he played, and uh-huh. I love I love Doc and Strawberry and, and all of that. I you know I I used to in you know get a chance with to work with Steve Sachs and being friends with him over the years. I've I've you know messed with him about the fact that you know to please anytime anyone sees Oral, thank him for ruining the dynasty who knows what would have changed if, if we actually could have gotten a hit off him in that series in 88, <laughs> for those who don't remember the Mets beat the Dodgers, I think it was 11 out of 12 times. Yes. During the regular 11 season out of 12 in yeah. 1988. Thank you, Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, are we serious? But I, I love those eighties teams because we all love to root for it's like, you know, in, in rest the stone cold, Steve Austin of like baseball teams was like the New York Mets. Who doesn't want to root for them? You see what I, I'm saying? It, yeah. yeah. Was it a mistake for Strawberry to leave? Um, you know, there was like a lot. Every those guys could only be. There's like a Jim Brewer skit that he does, and I'll go quick. Where he has like all the different drinks come in one by one into his stomach, and here comes tequila uh, to ruin the party. Like <laughs> there were too many people in the party for like uh-huh. that Met team where it was going to go south. I think either way. Yeah. <laughs> what was the over under on cigarettes for Keith Hernandez during a game? I don't know, but they're over under a lot for me during everything now. <laughs> All right. And last one, uh, Mike Piazza, should he have gone into uh, the hall of fame as a Dodger or as a Met? A lot of them are easy and they're given like the wrong way. This one yeah. is very tough because he did a lot for the Dodgers, but, and I know this seems weird, but I, I will say this in all the sports moments I've ever been to as a fan or covering nine twenty one Oh one is the greatest sport event I've ever been to. I went as a fan when he hit the first home run after nine 11. I know it sounds kind of bizarre because it's one moment, but I think what that moment was in baseball kind of stamped that he was going to be in met lore in, in that place. And I know it's kind of seems weird, but it was such a, it was such a, like my hair just stood up, like what he represented during that time. I, I think that's why, but this is one of the ones where there actually are two stories. Some of them are like, really, are you kidding me? Like we know there aren't enough expos in there, but are you kidding? Right, right. Like this is, this is kind of even, but I do think that what he was during all of that after nine 11 was part of why. Yeah. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Casey Stern, uh, host of Unfiltered, which you can find on the Believe podcast. You tell I'm shy? Like, I think the name is fine, right? Wait, like, wait, I feel can like I just shy. mention yeah. one thing? One you can mention anything thing. you want. Sure. Yes, go ahead. Um, 1986, we yes. were sitting in the outfield because they were the most affordable seats, and it was before it got really, really <clears throat> aggressive Crazy. down there. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. dad brings balls. We're watching batting practice. Ron Darling is down there. He threw me a ball and he signed. That's oh, awesome. He's such a nice guy, I by the way. Too. Money's um, great. Yeah. But you know, when he is a uh, commentator, yep. when he's talking about the Dodgers, not so friendly. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. You know, oh, I mean, <laughs> come on. Everybody's like, everyone's like that. Like, why aren't they league? talking about my team? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, like it doesn't like everyone's like, I, it's I'm thinking just because everybody always on Joe Buck, but like whoever it is, it's like I can't they hate my team. They don't hate your team like it's not like that. But I I, I think when you grow up listening to Vin Scully, anyone right. else is not going to be good enough. Right. Absolutely. 
Casey, uh, we can't thank you enough for joining us. We got to do this again. There, there's so much more other stuff that I could get into Anytime. with the Mets, Anytime. but I, I know no we're, we're up against it. But there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Casey Stern. Casey, where can the people follow you, find you? Um, I, my address is – no. Um, you can find me uh, <laughs> at Casey Stern on Twitter, uh, also a YouTube channel, which you can find through my Twitter, and Unfiltered, which will be out pretty much uh, every week along through Believe because, hey, it is fitting because the Mets used to say, you got to believe. They also used to have Catch the Fever, which is what you got when you came to the Mets in a trade, like Carlos Baerga <laughs> or signed like Roberto Alomar. I'm going to go back to therapy. I love you guys. It was fun. Anytime. Anytime. All right. Thanks a lot, Casey. Right, Appreciate it. Good to have you. Thank you. There you have it. Contrarian, survivor, reviewers of abuse as a Mets fan, and uh, Mike Piazza apologist. Casey Stern, thank you for stopping by. Uh, one funny thing that uh, you know how Casey pointed out Steve Cohen? Yeah. Uh, Steve Cohen just tweeted out uh, Lindor uh, got, just got hurt by a door. Ironic. That's oh. from Steve Cohen's Twitter feed. Uh, no friends with okay. Lindor. He literally smashed his hand in a door at the hotel. There you go. Breaking news. Only on the Believe yeah. Those podcast. Yeah. And from Steve Cohen. So thanks, Steve Cohen. Um, <laughs> one thing that uh, that he said, interestingly, and I agree with him, is I, I do think that this Dodgers iteration for the last few years is for sure the evil empire. That's how for sure they're looked at across you know the board, you know, from all the way from New York to wherever. Um, did any of that surprise any of you? No, I mean, we, we've talked about it on the show. I mean, we are getting that Yankees treatment. I mean, we are doing baseball the way the Yankees used to do baseball, where they would sign all the free agents. I think the only difference, and I think something that doesn't get enough credit for the Dodgers, is that they use the farm system. I think yeah. the Dodgers use the farm system much differently than the Yankees did in, in their dynasty era. I mean, I get it. Jeter was homegrown, and so they had some players. But I do feel that a lot of the, the current Dodger players were either brought here because, not necessarily because of money, it was because they developed these players and scouting. I mean, how many times have we seen that famous tweet about the Dodgers acquire Chris Taylor from the Seattle Mariners? And, you know, former Metropolitan himself, Justin Turner. The Dodgers took a chance on Justin Turner the Mets gave up on him. So I, I, I think, yes, there is some truth to the fact that it's nice that the Dodgers have deep pockets and can spend all that money. But I, I don't think they get enough credit for their player development. Surprisingly enough, Juan, people hate Justin Turner, right? Oh, yeah. Wow. That's what we call a transition in the business. So because <laughs> baseball is all about hate, uh, you know, our proud sponsor of the show, Bet Online. Uh, released uh, a, a, I guess, a graph or a list of the most hated players in Major League Baseball. Uh, I don't know if you got to see this, Alonzo, but it does surprise me the number of Dodgers and which Dodgers are on that list. But for those of our listeners who haven't seen this list, number one on the list is Manny Machado of the That's show. That's the one that surprised me, that he is the most hated guy. I don't I understand that one. I, I do. Number two, and I think he got dethroned because he was number one before that, was Ho Jose Altuve of the a Astros of Houston. The highest ranking Dodger on this list, uh, and he's at comes in at sixth. So he is the sixth most hated player in all of Major League Baseball is Trevor Bauer. That, to me, was not a surprise. 
But to go further down this list and see guys like Freddie Freeman, to see guys like Mookie Betts, Max Muncy, Justin Turner. I mean, aside from Trevor Bauer, these are all character guys. I get, okay, the Freddie Freeman, I bet you, is a bunch of Atlanta Braves fans that are angry, and they should be angry at their own team because the Braves did Freddie dirty. Freddie did not want to leave Atlanta. So this hatred that Freddie gets, I, I think, is unfair. But for to see Justin Turner on this list, to see Mookie Betts on this list, that, that, that to me is a head-scratcher. Alicia, what do you think? I agree with you 100%. I was so surprised. Well, first of all, I think um, all of the Astros on this list should be one, two, and three. But moving on, um, yeah, Mookie Betts, Justin Turner, these guys are known as solid dudes, dudes that go into the community. They're not just uh, exceptional baseball players. They're community guys. So I was surprised by the hate for them. Now, uh, Alonso brought up, you weren't sure why Manny Machado, because Manny Machado gives off that swagger, that vibe of like, he doesn't care when we all know he cares so badly. And all when right. he was, when he was a Dodger, he didn't hustle. Like he, he, he does things that can agitate the, the Twitterverse. And by the way, I should mention that these, uh, this poll was conducted off negative tweets about the player. So these players got the most negative tweets. I still don't know what you're going to say about Justin Turner and Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. I do agree about the Atlanta hate because in that part of the country, that's all they have is Atlanta baseball. So, um, and the I Falcons, that's just... 23 to seven though. And he gets a little awkward from there. Wow. <laughs> wow. Awkward. Well, um, you know what I find it interesting though, that you said, because it's based on negative tweets. They should update this list because I guarantee you next week Walker Bueller will be on that list. Julio Ordiaz will be on that list. And Craig Kimbrell will be on that list. I, I mean, look. And from their own where, fans. <laughs> where, was Dave, where was Dave Roberts on that list? It's, well, play, it's players, guy. It's, it's players. players. Oh, okay. Well, and can I say this? Wow. What do you what bad thing can you say about Shohei Otani? He hits too many bombs. Like, what the hell is that? Like, I don't understand that. Jealousy. And, Jealousy. Yeah, and Max Muncy doesn't surprise me. I, I know a lot of dudes that don't like Brian Kilpatrick, friend of the show, friend of the Cardinal Sala, hates Max Muncy. Um, so, it, it, like, well, he's not coming dude, back. <laughs> there's dudes <laughs> like that 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 just I'm not surprised that they're on the list. Uh, but Shohei makes no sense as to why he's like uh, even where he's at. Aaron Judge, don't get that one unless it's Yankee fans that are pissed that he didn't accept that offer. Um, and then the one that's striking to me, there's two, Mike Trout and Ronald Acuna Jr. Well, Mike yeah, but that, I mean, don't you think a lot of this is just trolls? Oh, 100%. I mean, this is just I, – I, I get it. I mean, Twitter is just a horrible place, right? But it is unfortunate because we live in a society now where I, I feel a lot of people get their news from Twitter. Yeah. So it's like – you kind of need it because if you don't, the way news moves so quickly, you're going to miss out on information like Francisco Lindor, you know, hurt his hand a, at a hotel door. So it's one of those necessary evils, but it's just the amount of vitriol that comes out. I, I'm just like, why do you guys even watch baseball? Why? I mean, if you guys hate it this much, I mean, Alicia has said this so many times. You know, we should be thankful that we get to watch the Dodgers winning seasons. I don't remember what it feels like 
to be a part of a losing season. That's how good this organization has been. And let me tell you, when the Dodgers did suck, it sucked. And I still, people would ask me, like, why do you still even watch the games? And it's like, I want, because I like baseball. I love baseball. But for me to sit there and go, I don't even remember what it feels like to see the Dodgers suck. I mean, come on, guys. We need to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. Well, and I mean that, that's a well dated reference, sir. Well done, showing Dude, your age. I'm I'm a hip, and, and and shout out to Sports Empire. All those people that are hating, he thinks are Showpods fans and the Giants of San Francisco fans. Sports was, Empire, thank you for that take. I was surprised. Can I say that I'm shocked that there isn't a single giant on here? I was shocked by that. That's true. And you know what? I, I want to shout out David. David Fernandez. David said that. Uh, he thinks that Bumgarner probably voted for Max Muncy. I think you're right, David. He's probably like all 300 of those votes probably came from Mad Bum. And you know what? He still has to get the ball out of the ocean. That's where we're at. Um, also, why is Juan Soto so high on this list? Like, what did what did he do to you guys, DC? Like, aside from doesn't again want to sign an extension? Hey, the dude yeah. is still balling. Like, I don't you get. See it. If I, you, want, you want to see if I can pull that list up? Which one? That the one you're talking about on screen? Yeah. Yeah, so that right. people know it's, what it's we're talking about. It's live show, about. so I don't, let's see what happens here. <laughs> here our we go, man. We're, we're yeah. going to show you our production value right yeah, now. Our for production value of zero live. is about to be on full showcase. Yeah, we uh, spare no expense here. No. Well, but I mean, is number five. So. Five. No, and, and to your point, Alicia, I think the likes of Altuve, Bregman, uh, uh, Verlander, who's on this list as well, uh, I think Garrett Cole should be higher on the list. That's just me. Um you know, dudes like that. I don't get what Jacob Degrom. What did he do to you guys aside from get hurt all the time? Yeah. Well, I mean, and, again, and to Casey Stern's point, point, point. Years of abuse. I mean, that's that's what the Mets. I mean, you know this one. You're a Raider fan. Years of abuse that just mounts up. And you can't and, hurt me, man. You can't hurt me. I'm a Raider fan. No. Raiders. Just it's like a, you can't. It's a negative Stern. on the file. I couldn't. I couldn't okay. download. Well, it. if you if you can go go to Bet Online's Twitter. It's on the Twitter feed. Bet Online. A huge thanks to them for presenting this episode of the podcast. Um, as we start to wrap up and as we look ahead to the the series, you got Catman who is deciding if he is a cat or a man, uh, facing Taiwan Walker tonight at the uh, at the uh, Los Angeles of the, the Los Angeles Ravine of Dodgers Stadium. <laughs> Uh, that, that was wonderful. It and, was. Uh, it was terrible. I was trying to. I was trying to get through these two screens and everything froze. So that was at great. this point, I just want to welcome Inglesin Barreras as yes. a sponsor for the show. Yes. So we you. should because as a bilingual person, English is hard. Okay, Juan? that's true. Absolutely, that's absolutely. You're uh, right. Cody Bellinger back in the lineup. That's good. I mean, granted, he had that hamstring situation, I believe, or hamstring tightness. I think is what it was. Uh, but good to see him back in the lineup. Uh, and then again, I mean, you got your 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 murderers row. Mookie, Freddie, Trey, Will, Edwin, Justin, Cody, Chris Taylor, Gavin Lux with Tony Gonsolin going. Uh, it looks like it's business as usual. Kevin Pilar's hurt. Max Muncy's doing a rehab assignment this weekend, apparently. So if you're in Oklahoma City or wherever they're playing, go find them. You know who broke that, Roger? Who? Dave Essay. I just tweeted out that 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 image just in case anybody wants to see it yeah well, check it out on the twitter at dodgers beat uh what were you gonna say juan well, well we also have uh, clayton kershaw doing a rehab assignment uh oh, this I this sunday this sunday 
And then do we have any updates? I know I had heard that possibly Andrew Heaney would be doing a rehab. Has anything been announced on Andrew Heaney yet? I, I didn't see anything, I but I did hear it could be this weekend. Yeah, I, it could be this weekend, uh, apparently, is, is what speculation is leading to. Um, but you know what? I mean, if they're having rehab starts, that's good. Like they're on the on the back. I, mean, I know her. I, I heard Kirsch the other day talking about how this one, you know, it's taken a little longer is kind of what he said. Um, but it, it's not necessarily worse, per se, is kind of how we kind of laid it out, which I'll take that as a positive, because as you guys know, I feel like he has an annual injury and this may be the one. So uh, hopefully, fingers crossed that everything goes well, that the uh, the rehab assignment or rehab start, wherever it is. And same with Andrew Heaney, because Andrew Heaney was dealing. No, absolutely. I mean, hopefully he comes back and regains that form. So uh, so just to give a quick recap, uh, nobody won last week because yes. we did not anticipate the Pirates sweeping the Dodgers. So no points will be uh, honor, will be handed out. Uh, just give you a quick update on the standings. We might before. have to take some points away after last week. <laughs> Let me give wow. you a quick update on the standings before we uh, go into next week's picks. So uh, Alonso has three points. And I have three points, so we're tied for first. And then Alicia has two points, and Roger has two points. So it's still very, very close. Um, and they also have an important series coming up with the Giants of San Francisco, which I am stoked about. Um, how deep are we going for our predictions this week? So we're going to just seven do games. the seven games, the four against the Metropolitans and the three against the White Sox. Go ahead, uh, Juan, with yours, since no one won. Okay, I think uh, we are, since this is dark times, I'm going to acknowledge that these are dark times. I, I think they lose three out of four to the Metropolitans, and oh, I think they lose wow. two out of three to the Chicago White, the Southsiders, the just, Chicago just, White. Just South. call it call it a season one. Just call it a season. Wow. But, hey, look, Twitter told me that the Dodgers season ended on June 1st, so what do I got to lose? <laughs> I, he makes I, a compelling I, argument. I, I think the Dodgers go two and five in the next seven games. I uh, I think they go five and two. I'm gonna go four and three. Roger, just because they're gonna snap out of it. <laughs> so I'm thinking they'll split with the Mets, and two out of three with the White Sox. So for same, they'll win two out of three. Yeah. So same. So five and two. Four and three. Oh, yeah, four and three. three. Four and three. All right. So five and two, me. Four. <laughs> Sports Empire said one and five. <laughs> Dang, Sports Empire. <laughs> Just the, the sky is falling, Juan. It is dark times. I'm telling you, it is dark times. I, I'm glad that Princess Delphia is hopeful, but yeah. until I see it, I think this is just one of those funks. And we talked about it on the show. Dude, playing 31 games in 30 days, rough. Yeah. that is going to take your toll on you, I think. The and the fact, <laughs> and I don't know how soon. I mean, I think a lot of it is also bad luck because Urias doesn't get enough run support. He went from last year from being the pitcher with the best run support right. to losing the game in D.C. one to nothing. The, the home run ball seems to be an issue for both Bueller and Urias. So... Uh, until they, until I start seeing a little more consistency from them, and and I think Babyface has a good point. The fact that the Catman and Tyler Anderson are our best pitchers right now is a little concerning to me because 
I don't know if that's what those guys are. I don't know if Catnan is going to give you an ERA of under two for the whole season. Tyler Anderson, give the guy credit. He's only really had one bad start the whole season. I'm encouraged by the fact that Heaney and Kershaw are seem to be on their way, but they're not here yet. So until they get here for right now, I I think this is going to be one of those stretches we saw last year when they lost 15 out of 20. You know, the good thing is they're in first place. I want to remind everybody they're in first place. They have a three game lead. The show pads seem to be in a funk too. They just got swept by the Cardinals of St. Louis. So no pasa nada. It's okay. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. It's going to be rough. But Everybody we're just, breathe. just breathe. I would be worried <laughs> if they weren't in first place. They're still in first place. And according to Twitter, they suck. So if they suck <laughs> and if they're in first place right now, I'm cool with it. Because again, it's also June 2nd. So yes. talk to me in July. Like after the All-Star break, if they still suck, cool. And Sports Empire makes a great point. They're still adjusting as a team. So at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not overly worried about it. I, I mean, for some people, I know the sky is falling. And then where I feel that, that Walker Beeler is going to have a redemption is in this next start on Saturday uh, against David Peterson. So for me, I'm not overly worried about it. I mean, you got Tyler Anderson going, Tony Gonsolin going, Julio Diaz going, Walker Beeler going. If all those dudes can have quality starts, I'm cool with it. That's all that. Uh, before uh, we end it and send you guys on over to our friends at Sportsnet LA for the broadcast, I uh, want to let you know that this episode of this podcast, this live, whatever you want to refer to it, was presented by our friends at Bet Online. They continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs. Go to their site. It's right here on the ticker thing, betonline.ag. If you go to that site, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-V to get that bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. Huge shout out to Casey Stern for joining us. And uh, and hopefully he is not, uh, in, you know, impending doom, I feel like, is what's coming over Casey Stern based <laughs> on the conversation that, that was just had. And I just him. want to remind people, his team's in first place too. Yes. Yeah. But let's, again, years of abuse. Years of abuse will, will, will culture you a certain way. So I understand his point. Um, huge thanks to him for stopping by. And uh, and then let's see how these uh, predictions go. For all you guys that are following us, listening to us, all that jazz, uh, chime in on your predictions for the week as well. We'll interact. We'll do all the good stuff. And who knows, maybe if we get enough people to involve, maybe we'll give some stuff away to whoever has the best score. We'll see. Um, but on that note, it's your boys, Alonso Juan, Babyface Gimmick in the Sky, Roger. The Princess of Hopefulness, Alicia Del Valle, uh, also with us here on the Bleed Los podcast. Turn on right now to Sportsnet LA, hear the homies, and uh, and we'll go from there. On that note, have a good one, and go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. Years of abuse. <laughs>
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.